on this week's episode of Peak Too Early. We quickly break down the weekend's results. We talk about the Tin Man Elite drama, and we have an interview with TikTok superstar, Mrs. Space Cadet. And if you like what we're doing here at Peak Too Early, be sure to tell a friend and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Keep on this is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who's somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? Steve, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling lucky. I think maybe this is the week I should buy back into Dogecoin, because I think my fortunes are up. You know, I, I went on a um, a run, and this wasn't, I didn't just go on, you know, on a run. Steve made me do some silly video for like the third day in a row, so that's the only reason I was going out for runs this week. And uh, I had my annual completely fall on my face and like smash my phone into the ground run which i literally i mean you guys know i literally have to get a new phone pretty much every single year because i do this every year but this time boys caught it on the side it missed the screen completely we're good the phone is fine we are in good luck so yeah i gotta maybe buy a lottery ticket yeah let's go play the lottery yeah yeah maybe play some bets or something i don't know but i'm feeling lucky right now and as always, at the House of Sav, we got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? I mean, Mike's feeling lucky. I'm feeling great. I'm on top of the world right now. Mike alluded to it, but Steve had a content idea. And me and Mike went out, and we were, we were shooting our little videos for it. And I get the message today, Mike, these videos are pathetic. Trent, well done. It was like getting an A-plus in school on my homework assignment. I loved it. I know I've definitely been ridiculed before for my less-than-quality submissions. So, boys, I'm on top of the world. I'm killing it right now. To be I, fair, your girlfriend did record them, but they were quite – I will say I did I, – I did <laughs> they, they were good. They were well done. But I did want to make one comment. When it's in the slow-motion setting – you don't need to run in slow motion. So it was this really awkward video of like Trent moving in slow motion with the slow motion setting on. I didn't, I didn't, I, I could have fired back with that, but. It's, it's too late to receive any negative feedback. I heard positive feedback and I am just rolling with the positive feedback. And by the way, I stand by my, my videos here. Okay. Because first of all, there, there wasn't much context with the video. So I, you know, I was, I was shooting from the hip trying to figure it out. And I still think my my idea was pretty funny. If you go back and look at the the video, Steve, it was supposed to be me struggle running, and I get to the point where, you know, I'm I'm looking over my left and right shoulder to find out if anybody's watching me, and then I go into a walk. I got the the hands on the head. I mean, it was classic struggle run, walking in the woods. Hopefully, no one sees you type of thing. So I stand by my video. To be very clear, it wasn't so much the I I saw what you were doing and I appreciated it. It wasn't so much like your acting it was the quality of video like it was like from the worst possible angle you couldn't even you couldn't see what you were doing it was just it was very like poorly i had like prop my phone up like very precariously like using a rock and a stick and all this stuff to to get the the right angle here i didn't you know i didn't have anybody helping me so i did the best i could hey we're we're content creators now we're tiktokers we're in the tiktok game so you better learn how to do this all right 
and also when you're in the woods like trying to like film these videos a couple times and you're like angling and setting up your camera it is very awkward when like an old lady comes by walking her dog and just kind of gives you that look like what what exactly are you are you doing so i had a couple of those moments but it is a- listen like me and steve could have went out and we could have ran in them like nice beautiful wooded trails to get our training runs in but no we went to a place where we could get optimal filming. I'm in the city there doing take after take while people are walking by everywhere. And I'm yelling at, all right, I'm coming around the corner. So don't, don't give me these excuses. You got to commit to it. So we get, into, we get into a lot of this in our interview later. So just kind of quickly, because this is a slightly different type of episode than we usually have. Uh, we're going to get into the running news. We're going to get into all the 10-man drama. We're going to talk about it. We're going to break it down because I know a lot of people are listening in to hear our take on it. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about it. But then we also have a, a really exciting interview. So we have a, an interview with Mrs. Space Cadet. And she is a TikTok superstar. She's a star in the TikTok running world. And so we have a, uh, I thought it was a very fun conversation with her later in the episode. So we're going to get to it. And so if you're tuning in to listen to Miss Space Cadet, thank you for checking out our podcast. I think you're really going to like it. Um, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But Mike, we got a lot to talk about. Let's kick off the running news. All right, yeah. So we, of course, we got the Tim Man drama to break down here. But quickly, let's do, because I don't want to spend a lot of time on race results this weekend, but there is stuff that we need to talk about. So let's do a lightning round. I got two quick segments for the race results this past weekend so the first one I, I got four names for you here guys there was a, a bunch of 5ks that went down this weekend i'm gonna give you four names here so we had cole hawker at the oregon relays ran a 1319 cooper tier same race ran a 1320 morgan mcdonald at the drake relays dropped a 1321 and nico young ran a 1324 at the drake Relays. so you know all within five seconds of each other a lot of young guys so in the spirit of the nfl draft I want to know who your first overall pick would be between Cooper, Tier, Cole Hawker, Nico Young, Morgan McDonald in a 5K right now. Steve, you're on the clock. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I mean, is this the easiest we're, we're, pick of all time? We're, we're, this... we're talking like long-term success of your program here type of deal. I mean, I'm not going against my guy. I'm going Morgan McDonald. There's not, a, there's not even a question in my mind. I'm going Morgan McDonald. I know he's, he's slightly older than the rest of the crowd, but, you know, he's got that Aussie blood. He's got longevity. I'm going Morgan McDonald. Trent, you're on the clock. I mean, my, the guy on top of my draft board just got, got taken from me, no doubt about it. But I'll go to the Oregon guys. I mean, Hawker beat Tier the other night, so give me Cole. I mean, he just proved it. that The, the latest results that we have, Cole's on top, so I'll take Cole. Who are you taking, Mike? All right, well, you left it down, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Nico. I'm going to take the upside, all right? Kids, you know, super young. Cocker, super young, too, but I'm going to take Nico. But I think it's a good question. Steve, you said it was obvious. I mean, Morgan, we know he's an established guy. He's, he's in the pro career and obviously just killed the college game, but I think there is a lot to be said that these young guys have a much higher ceiling than our guy Morgan, so – I don't know. It's an interesting question, though, and uh, I think we're going to be seeing these guys for a very long time. All right, now let's get into rapid-fire headlines here. So 
Eric Avila outkicks Craig Angles in the Mile Road Championships. Very cool. Friend of the program. Rachel, friend of the program. We got Rachel Schneider from uh, uh, Under Armour. She wins the New Balance road- Boston. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Under Armour. My bad. Under Armour. She wins the road mile. Three days later, comes back on the track and finishes second in the 1500. Pretty badass double there. Uh, we got Ollie Hoare, our guy who smoked the 1500 and listen to this field who he beat steve uh justin knight donovan brazier sam prakel bryce hopple johnny gregoric and he roasted them in a time of 333 so he's a beast uh we got jenny simpson ran a 410 and got smoked a lot of people on the message boards are saying she's done i'm not buying that those are the rapid fire headlines. We got anything to add to this? I mean, I just think that I just think that this this episode could be like a three, four hour episode, but we're not gonna do that. Like we could have spent significant time on each one of those stories. Um, but yeah, I mean, you covered in the you covered in the lightning round there, Mike. I, I, I did as fast as I could, yeah, because we it's been a while since we've had very like legitimate results. Like we we have right now and like you said we could spend all day but we just have too much to talk about too much going on so i want to make sure we covered the big stuff trent you seem like you're, you're back engaged here you uh, a stray dog just sprinted into the yeah, background you, you have a dog. i don't know what the hell is going on this is my brother's dog uh, he came in i went to get up to shut the door i ended up pulling my microphone out and it pulled my computer literally <laughs> closed computer the laptop was like on car me. wheels or something <laughs> so i i missed the whole running news i have no idea what happened in the running world this week that's no, all right. That's we got the 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 most important story to get into it. So, Mike, so let's talk some let's talk some ten man drama. I don't even know where to start here, but the baseline is Coach Tom Tin Man Schwartz and the Tin Man Tin Man Elite Running Club have parted ways two months before the Olympic trials here. And I think the biggest thing to note here is it doesn't seem to be like a mutual parting of what it, this seems like a bit of a messy breakup, right? This is, this is not your clean break. Oh, we're still friends. Uh, you know, we still talk once a week. No, this is, this is a pretty messy breakup. There's a lot, a lot of layers to this. We got wives getting involved, going on to less from message boards. We have, you know, pretty professional statements. We have, we, we have everything going on under the world. I, where do you, Steve, where do you want to start on this one? So I'm going to say something that's going to make both of you, I think, maybe a little upset. Um, I've known about this for, I think, a couple months now. And um, I, I decided that I didn't, I decided, like, so when we, when we broke Molly Seidel news about, like, the Puma thing and everything, it was kind of exciting at first. But I felt like after that, I didn't feel great about it, right? Because you have these athletes out there that we're building relationships with. And, um, you know, they're, they're like in the, they're in the business of promoting themselves as, as well as running fast. Like they got to be their own marketing machine. I just didn't feel great about breaking news. So I kind of made the decision and I think I'm, I, I talked to Mike a little bit about it. Like, um, like I just, I just, I don't see us as like the outlet that's going to be breaking news. I would so much bad, rather be the outlet that's like reacting to it. I think that's more fun. I think that's how you build and keep better relationships and everything. So I, I've known about this for a while, and it, it, it's, it's been longer than two months, Mike. I think the, you know, the, the breakup happened, and 
like you said, like, I don't even know really where to start with this. I'll just say like, you know, I think, I think people are really like coming down on Tin Man based on like the, the post from uh, Tom Short's wife about how they relocated out to Colorado to coach Drew and and Tin Man um, and how it was kind of like a messy breakup and they didn't give him a real reason to, to why they were kind of separating ways with him as the coach. And she but made it sound like she, she made it sound like they were kind of like screwing him financially and not really kind of giving him yeah. his, his fair due with the team. And they, but, I think she said at one point, like the team was controlling him. He wasn't controlling them. Yeah. So there was, there was a lot there. Yeah. But I, I, I'll just say this, like this happens. I'm not going to say a lot. It happens often in the sport it happens very often where a professional athlete leaves a coach and goes to another coach. Now it becomes, it becomes more messy because they kind of named the club after him, but it was just kind of the name of the club. And, and I just, I just think that this is, this is significantly more common than, than what people are making it out to be right now. Um, could you make the argument that maybe he deserves a cut of some some money or whatever because the the, the club was named after him? I don't know, but I, I think that I think that some of the Tin Man guys and just the the club in general is kind of getting painted as the villains here, and I don't know if that's entirely fair. Well, and another big piece of it, I think, and again, there's a lot I'm sure behind the scenes that I don't know here, but from the coach's perspective. It seems like he. It seems like Coach Schwartz seems like he's getting screwed, and that he, what, like I said, wasn't getting his his fair cut, and that you know they don't include him in any of the merchandise sales, and he basically asked them to change the name of the club because you know he says like you know that's my nickname, you know you you guys got all this clout using my nickname. What I would say is from what we know about this team, and we've talked to a lot of the guys, we have a pretty good relationship with a lot of the guys, they work their ass off to create their brand, right? They have perfected and pretty much changed the model for how a running team should promote themselves and create their brand and through their coaching and their merchandise and their personality and their videos, they have done an incredible job at kind of changing the 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 platform for that so i think to to say that like oh this team used the name tin man to create the clout of their team i i kind of think it's the opposite right like they could it could have been named anything it could have been named anything right would have made it it successful and they wouldn't and and the brand wouldn't have been successful because it was named after their coach it was going to be successful because of the work that did in their in their marketing the team's marketing skill i mean these aren't the best runners in the world they're they're exceptional marketers i could argue the best marketers in the sport and and they um in my eyes for like the younger generation that the tin man has you know really pushed trying to bring into the sport they made coach tin man relevant not the other way around for these younger guys like the, the young guys know about coach schwartz because of the 10 man elite guys yeah and that that's you hit on something there that nobody is talking about right like that that is i mean he's able he's gonna have you know he's gonna go on and and have a fine coaching career after this because of the name that was kind of built being part of these you know part of this club that's really interesting and 
we haven't actually heard from, you know, Coach Tin Man himself, right? It's been his wife who has chimed in on the message boards. And so, you know, we, we say like he's going out and he's talking about how maybe he was wrong in different ways. But it sounds like, you know, Coach Tin Man, from what I can see, is like understood maybe the situation he got no, himself no, into, no. which was poor. You're, you're understanding it wrong. They're, Coach Tin Man is talking to his wife right now. There's nothing that his wife is putting out that he's not agreeing to. He's, he's the only vocal one in this situation. The, the Tin Man elite is keeping their mouth shut. Coach Schwartz is being, is, is being vocal. About you think so? Even I though feel it's like not directly from him, he, I think he's doing that by design. We're seeing her on the board just ripping. There was like 10 messages from her, you know, subsequent messages going on and on. Like when you get that and then it's just like emotional where she's in and she just needs to like defend her husband out there. So, you know, may, maybe, maybe you're right, Steve, it is coming from him, but I mean, she admitted to it. They went out there. They didn't have a firm contract in mind. They didn't, they didn't really like think it and, you know, cross their eyes or dot their eyes and cross their T's going out there for it, um, which they should have. But, you know, like you said, Steve, he's benefiting from where he's getting the publicity for it. He goes out there, he's spending just as much time coaching all the other, you know, people that he was and doing his online coaching and, and he had his own team out there um, in addition to the Tim Man Elite team. So he had his thing going on. Um, it just seems like Tin Man, I don't know how they communicate to him. That's the stuff that we're not privy to. But they decided that they needed something else. They want to go a different direction. He had plenty of other, you know, ducks out there for him to work on. So I think we're like trying to find a bad guy here. And I don't know if there really is, you know, a bad guy besides maybe Mrs. Schwartz is a little salty about the whole situation, <laughs> well, to, calling to, out like Drew Hunter's mom and stuff, which to, I thought was kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> to, to what you were saying there, first of all, I think it was probably Coach Schwartz in her ear and, you know, dinner table type talk that maybe spawned it. But Steve, I don't know. Those posts sounded like a salty wife who was ready to defend their husband. Okay. I think we've all seen you know, a wife who's ready to go to bat for their Giselle. That, it reminded me of Giselle yeah, saying yeah, that's that right. Tom Brady can't, can't catch, catch him all too. I don't think Tom yeah, was telling her to say that. But I, so another important part of this is, and the it, interesting to see that you've known about this for so long because the Tim Man Elite guys in their post, in their very brief post, basically said they were going to wait until after the Olympic trials to drop this news, right? They were trying to keep it out of the publicity and kind of do 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 their whole thing behind closed doors and the other thing that they brought to attention is that they felt like you know coach Schwartz other business in his personal coaching was taking away from their training and their coaching so you know we tend to be an athlete's first podcast and I think that's why we tend to gravitate to the Tim Man guys and defend them and I and I stick by that but I do think that there's probably Every story, all all drama in the world, there's always something in the middle, right? You hear one side of the story, you hear the other side of the story. The truth is probably somewhere, maybe not all like directly in the middle. It could still be closer to the Tim Man guys, but it's probably somewhere in the middle, right? Okay. I think there's probably some truth to the fact that, yeah, the contract didn't work out the way it was supposed to. And Coach Schwartz might have not realized how successful and driven these guys were going to be to make the brand that they did. And, you know, maybe so, you know, maybe he did kind of get screwed financially, but maybe Coach Schwartz didn't realize how distracted he was getting and, you know, wasn't showing up for these guys. And you got some young coaches in there now who are pushing these guys like crazy. And maybe these two men guys thought, oh, 
this is this is what it's supposed to be like. You know what I mean? This is what coaching no, is supposed see, to be like. See that that's what I'm going to talk about next year. So, um, Corey Leslie coming in was not the reason for the the reason for you know this happening and this breakup. The wheels were already in motion, and they brought Corey in because they needed they needed a new coach, or they were planning sure. on okay. bringing a new coach. So, um, and I think if you go back, if you go back to our interview with Corey, I asked him about Tom Schwartz, and it was kind of, and I was expecting to like dive into it, and I was like, okay, there's gonna we're gonna have this like cool conversation about how we have these two different styles of coaches. He kind of like brushed off the question a little bit he kind of like got past that question really quickly and if you go back and look at it you can have a different perspective on it now and the thing about Corey is like we're 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 tight with Corey like I, I think Corey is fantastic and I think that the the point I want to get into here is like a team like Tin Man that has done such an amazing job marketing in 2021 knows how to speak to to uh to the to the youth of the running world in a way that nobody else does they really truly need a leader that not only understands the science of coaching, but understands the business of the sport, understands the marketing of the sport, understands what it means to be an athlete in today's world. And guess what? It's not about just running fast because Tin Man, I mean, they're very competitive and we hope to see, we hope to see uh, a lot of those guys that we become, you know, friendly with through the podcast do well, but they're not the best team. Like they're not the flat out best athletes in the country, um, never mind the world, but they've been able to kind of create this image and, and make it profitable and successful because like I said earlier, their ability to market and sell themselves and they need a coach that has the ability to do it. So even, even if coach Schwartz and, and coach Leslie are like on the same side on the same like on the same level on on x's and o's like the science of the sport even if coach schwartz is a little bit better than Corey, tin man is way better off having a coach somebody at the head of the program that understand understands all sides of the sport um and it's just it's very obvious like that 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 Corey does is you know he's coming from coming from arizona you know working with kids kind of coming up and he's kind of stepped in and fit in right in with the tin man crew seamlessly so we didn't uh we didn't connect all dots at the time but looking back on it i mean it was it was kind of a strange move to go from head coach of arizona state to kind of helping out you know the tin man group and, and not having that title uh so everything is a little bit clear looking back on it there but yeah like you said steve you know Corey's bringing a lot to the table you know more than just maybe the science of running part um and also, it sounds like regardless of whose fault it was, whether it was Coach Schwartz or the, the Tin Man guys, uh, there wasn't a full buy-in from the Tin Man team with Coach Schwartz. Based from, like, you know, the posts that we see from even Mr. Schwartz, right, going out there, there wasn't a full team buy-in. So regardless of whose fault it is, sometimes you need to shake things up and get a new face in there. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting timing being this close to the Olympic trials to, to make the, the shakeup. Although it sounds like it did actually happen maybe a couple months before. So it really wasn't that close or as close to the trials. Um, but sometimes you need a new face in there. That's going to be able to, to talk to the guys a little bit differently. And it's not saying the old one was wrong, but um, Corey should be, you know, the perfect person to bring in to talk to the guys in a way that's going to be more meaningful. I would love to get, to get Corey or Sam on the, I, I think it's probably, they probably don't want to talk about it right now. I think they're purposely being quiet about the whole thing. At some point down the road, I would love to to get Corey on the line and just talk to him kind of 
about everything and the, the transition and even, even stuff as simple as like the the brand that they've created right because coach Schwartz basically asked the team to change their name and they've created this incredible brand around tin man elite so it's like i would love to know more about like the thought process like well, what do we do here we can't we can't, can't like, change move it. on from this brand that we've worked so hard to create i don't know i would love to know more about the ins and outs of that stuff and then kind of the the transition of coaching but you know maybe that's something we can hit up Corey for for in the future, I don't think now is the, the time for it. They're not changing, right? There's no way. As we I, I said, they built they it. They built it from their like marketing efforts. It's not based on Tim. And, and we know that Coach Schwartz didn't like copyright his name based right, on the fact no, that he didn't have like the best contract there for his coaching situation. So right, there's no way they change it. They can't like he's they can't be in any legal trouble for using yeah that name. I mean, it, it, I don't know. And, and to, the Wizard of Oz know. is gonna sue them. Yeah, the wizard yeah. Of <laughs> but but then at the same point you've created this brand around it but then if you do have hard feelings about your former coach i mean the, the name is literally based off of your former coach so it's still paying like homage to coach schwartz so it, it's just a weird position to be in i think for future reference anybody who's trying to you know start a, a running team maybe don't name it after like a certain individual or a coach or like your star runner or something like that. Yeah. And, and, and yes, they, they, they made a mistake, you know, like tying the name, even though it's like a very cool name, tying, tying it to, to the coach, but Tin Man is doing something. And I think this is kind of like my last point on this is they're, they're doing something really cool where they're taking the athletes are 100% taking their career in their hands in their future like they, they've done something amazing where they've built something where they're not necessarily even super reliant on a brand to support them they're kind of this their their own rogue group um they're they're committed to adidas who knows they might have a different shoe sponsor in the future like they've kind of created they they've kind of created an environment where they could potentially create a bidding war over them if they wanted to um but they're able to kind of like generate some revenue through like a significant amount of revenue through all of their apparel and like the exclusive apparel that they created. But instead of like, yes, I'm sure they, they, they would have had, they, they, they would have liked a better separation from, from coach Swartz and a, and a smoother transition, but they, they're just, they're just athletes that are, that are trying to make a career for themselves in a sport that is extremely hard to make a career in and they're doing a good job and they've taken it 100% into their hands. So yeah, I guess I feel bad for, for coach Swartz, but like, like I, I'm on 10 man side on this and I, you know, I think, you know, I think what they've built is, is so cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to seeing these athletes continue to grow and see, see how they rebound from this and seeing how they kind of grow. I think they're doing the right thing of just not saying anything right now. Let this blow over. Focus on the trials. Focus on the important ha- year ahead of you. Like, don't, don't get sucked into this. The, the one mistake they clearly made, though, was thinking that this wasn't going to get out before, like, till after the trials. I mean, the Let's Run sleuths are... <laughs> they're sleuths yeah. like you so, knew about it Stephen. you were good you didn't say anything so I have but if they thought this that... wasn't gonna last like there was no way this stuff just people find out and then people go crazy on let's run i have this guy on 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 uh on twitter uh shout out to 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 my guy kind of 
feeds me. He we DM back and forth. And I think he's originally from the area, and so that's kind of how he latched on to us and, and has been kind of listening a little bit. But yeah, he he kind of he kind of gave gave me some tips a little while back, and I, and I did some digging. Um, yeah, so but and I, I was just going through my DMs about a month ago. We were we were talking about the story, and I was like, hey, like out of respect to these guys, like we're not going to say anything until the, until the news drops or whatever. But, and I, and, and, you know, to our listeners, like, I think I kind of want to keep it that way. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about the breaking news? Especially like, like I, 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 I kind of, I, I don't know. I, I, I said my piece on it. What do you think? Do you think I mean, we should have, do you think we should have, we should have got this out there? No, no. It's, it, it's one of those things that's weird. Cause it's like, it, it's really a case by case basis. I would never want to like, especially in this case where we have a great relationship with the tin man guys. I, I don't think I would want to, that's never been what we're about. Right. I think if we ever, I mean, this is just getting ridiculous and like out of control and unrealistic, but if we ever got a scoop about like, you know, Jakob Ingebrigtsen or just oh, someone we had completely no, yeah, okay. no tie to whatsoever. I am so down to break it but i don't want the people who we have relationships with to not trust us with like information so i think that's that's the line if we could potentially have a relationship with you you know you can trust us but if we're never gonna have a relationship with you baby i'm breaking it all i'm going (laughs) for it basically if you come on the pod then we won't break it if you don't you're fair game (laughs) but steve you compared to like the molly side that's collateral (laughs) the the molly stuff was like just true like internet sleuthing like basically like doing your homework and like look like you weren't like inside sources on that that were telling you things so that's totally fair game if we're picking up stuff on social media or little clues and hints that are dropped in interviews and we're connecting the dots if you have an inside source and then that's a little bit different like this case I may have had an inside source that tipped me off on some of the Molly side stuff. But it was all out there <laughs> in the present to connect That's the dots fair. To, Well, so. no, I did my digging, and, and, yeah, and I yeah. made sure we backed it up. So shout out Chris. Chris helped with the digging on that. But, but. Anyways, uh, all right. So we talked about the, the tin, tin, tin and stuff. I think we're, you know, we're, we, we've, we've made our stance like, hey, Corey Leslie, you know, Sam Parsons, like, the rest of the Tin Man crew that we've had on the on the on the the podcast, that's our crew. Like those are our guys. Like, and I think we've thought through this. We talked about like I think we're if we had to pick a side. I mean, this isn't great for anybody, but if we had to pick a side, I think we side with the with the Tin Man. So the the Tin Man Club, not the Tin Man. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know. Now it's confusing of who you're actually siding <laughs> with. The Tin Men. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, let's let's get in to our interview. Very different type of interview. We have a TikToker. I'd said at the top of the show, Mrs. Space Cadet. Uh, what did you guys think of this? I, I had a really good time talking with her. I I had a, a great time too. And this was kind of something I was like interesting to see how it, it played out because I had only known Erin through her TikToks, right? And her goofy and funny. And I would say like that is who she is in real life, right? Like that goofy personality. But it was interesting to see her like on a real like let's have a real conversation type environment right get to know and she's just a super cool like normal person who makes hilarious tiktoks and like is is a very funny person but i it was it was refreshing to see just how normal of a person Aaron was there's uh there's some people in my life who uh talk about some of our our particularly fun interviews that we had or particularly cool like that like 
nerdy running ones where we had great runners on. But this was like a different group that I was reached out to and was like, you need to fall and this is basically it. And you're going to listen to this. Even if you don't listen to Peak Too Early normally, you should listen to this episode. You'll have a great time because she was genuinely funny and genuinely relatable to maybe a different group of runners that we typically are reaching and touching things. For sure, for sure. And she's genuinely hilarious on TikTok. So if you're not already following her, she's Mrs.SpaceCadet. Go follow her on TikTok. She's I'm Mrs. Space Cadet on Instagram. And while you're at it, follow us on TikTok. Peak Too Early Pod on TikTok. Let's get into it. Oh, doing well. Thanks for making some time to chat with us tonight. Yeah, I'm super excited. I I, I love listening to you guys because it's just like you drink, you chill, you talk about running, <laughs> you know, whatever. So, yeah, oh, man. Cool. Thanks the for fact, having me. The fact that you listen to our podcast, that is like one of the coolest things I've ever heard because I am a huge fan of your TikTok content. I, I, it's like it's like one of my favorite things on the internet. And I think that the reason I'm such a big fan is because like us, you're trying to make this sport just a little more fun. It's such, yeah. so often it's such a boring, stuffy, stuck up sport. And yeah. it shouldn't be that way. We're just trying to make it a little bit more fun. Yeah, I was, I was, I have two things real quick to say uh, in terms of the podcast. Well, one was um, on Instagram, the beer run, or I mean the beer mile, dying laughing. Like I want to try that some at some point, but I know I have to set a whole day aside. And also Trent, you were saying um, about, I, I don't remember when you guys posted this one, but you were talking about closing your eyes and how many steps you could run. I think I can beat you. You said what? 30, I, I don't know, 30 something. I really think I could beat it. Yeah, you, you, do, you do your run on those like you do your run on those like backcountry roads. So I think you yeah, you, you got you got a perfect far, setup for it. Yeah, see, I I think I won't run into a mailbox. I I, I bet I could do like fifty at least. <laughs> I cannot encourage someone else to do it. Like after you know hearing <laughs> everyone just frowning upon me when I was bragging about it, but. I do secretly want you to go after it so we can have like this little underground head to head, close your eyes running battle. Yeah, I'm good. I'll have Dan film it so we know it's legit. Okay. All right, let's yeah. do it. Let's and then you can shout if the car is coming like too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that, that's amazing. So, anyways, I'm so happy that we connected. We got to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Just shy of a million TikTok followers, or half a million TikTok. Oh my God. I was like, wait, what happened? <laughs> a million? <laughs> Just shy of half a million TikTok followers, which is unbelievable. I guess my first question for you is, are you getting to the point, are you starting to get recognized in public? It, well, it depends where I am. So I obviously don't live near anybody here. And the people that are maybe like half a mile down the road, they, they're old. They do not have TikTok. They, don't, I, they must be so confused when I'm talking on my phone because I film you know, for YouTube and TikTok, and I'm constantly just like said, I'll prop my camera up on their trees or something like on their pro the edge of their property. So they're probably like, what is this crazy biatch doing over here? But, um, but yeah, I, um, I forgot the question. Sorry. Are you getting recognized? So are people starting <laughs> oh, recognize? To yeah. So when we go to the shore, um, Long Beach Island, I get recognized a lot there. 
for some reason. I don't know if it's just like the amount of people that are there um, in one small area. Um, but yeah, I've been recognized random places at the grocery store and stuff, which I think is so weird because I don't even have half a million followers. I could see if I had millions, the odds of you seeing someone that recognizes you are pretty good. But yeah, I think that's so funny. So when, when races do start coming back and I know you're, you're signed up for a, for a race this fall and you go to a legitimate race expo, you realize you're going to be like a rock star there. You're going to be a superstar. I don't think, I don't think so. I think so. I think the first expo you go to, you're going to be, people are, everybody's going to be trying to get in a picture with you. That's so funny. I mean, I think that would be so fun, but I just, when I think, cause I've never gotten to go to one since I'm new to this whole thing. So when I picture a race expo, I picture serious runners um, or people that follow serious runners. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. Well, that would be yeah, fun. Let, I, I, and I, and I, and I, don't, I know I don't want to cut Mike and Trent off too much here, but I will say this. I think that there's a big <laughs> misconception in the running world. And I think too often when, whether it's races or brands, they're trying to categorize runners they're categorizing them by pace or how much they run. But really, I think it goes deeper than that. It goes into like your mindset about running. Yes, sir. There's like the super serious people that, you know, are, are, are just aren't necessarily in it to have a ton of fun. But there's a whole big group of people, no matter how much you're running, how fast you're running, you're just trying to have a good time out there. Right. Yeah. And just survive sometimes. I, I sometimes I I just have to survive to chase that feeling after the run. <laughs> totally, totally right to that. And yeah, to see this point, so we come in at it from, I think, pretty different angles, right? Where we're all like washed up, but we, we were running collegially, we're running, you know, super hard, but we can relate to a lot of your content as well, because you kind of talk about how much running sucks, right? Yet it still <laughs> draws us back in. Like, no matter the running background, there is a, so many people that can relate to that. So were you... I don't know, surprised at how many people can actually kind of relate to how you're feeling where this kind of sucks, but for some reason it's just drawing me into it. Yeah, what's so crazy about that is when I first started running, I went to um, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and I was in search of someone that was relatable, that had maybe like a double chin or they had holes in their sneakers, like someone that looked and acted like me. So I searched um, relatable running, realistic running, uh, all these terms like that, and I found nobody. So I was like, okay, I'm going to post this video on TikTok of myself doing a run and just showing it legit how it was. I'm not going to try and angle my neck up to look pretty. I'm just going to show it. And that first one, I think, hit like over a million um, views in a day or something like that. And I've never went viral for anything. And that was the first time I was like, wait a second, I posted this to find like one friend legit. Like if I could find one friend that kind of related to what I was doing and maybe we could like message each other and, <laughs> you know, like ask, Oh, how, how did you run one mile? But to get a million views and to have all these people start following me and relating to that i'm like wait a second they, why 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 didn't anyone else do this like we're all you know everyone struggles sometimes and um but yeah it's been like from then on it's been such a blast like i feel like i've built such a fun 
community of like-minded people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we, we talk about that all the time. And that's kind of the reason we started what we're doing is because so often our sport is portrayed and like all of the brands and the media, it's this like high level endurance sport. But in reality, it's like the most participated sport in the world, right? Whether yeah. you're a hobby jogger doing 5Ks, whatever, a lot of people run every day, every week or whatever. So it's, it's, it's very widely participated. And so it's crazy that there's not more uh, available. But I guess what, what I want to ask you is, are you, do you regret tying your wagon to the running community, right? Because I think when you started, you probably didn't know it was going to take off quite like it did. But now you're kind of, you're kind of stuck here, right? I mean, this <laughs> marathon thing, marathons stink. Trust me, they are the worst, but you kind of, you're kind of stuck in it now. So there's no turning back now. Do you, do you have any regrets about, like, maybe, maybe you should have, like, gone after 18 holes of golf or something and created a funny TikTok about that. That would have been a lot more fun than doing marathons. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, the cool thing is, is doing this, I run more for like mental health. I, I, I feel like it helps with anxiety and stress and all that. So I'm kind of glad that I stuck myself to it because I'm dedicated. Like if I'm, if I make a massive goal, like a marathon, I know I'm going to stick with the training because I don't want to die. I don't want to injure myself the day of like, so I, it's, it's almost like a protection mechanism. And, and along the way, I get that, you know, like mental health reward. But what's come out of it, even though like I'm in that running realm, there have been these opportunities to not only make the running industry more approachable for beginners and like everyone, like I've been seeing this shift and also the companies that sponsor me and everything, they're into that. Like they are into like, hey, other people run besides athletes. And so I think now we're finally starting to see normal people be, um, you know, in like these campaigns and things like that. But another thing is it's also open doors to like other sports. So um, for instance, I just learned how to ski this year um, and things like that. So when people find out like, oh, you're doing this for TikTok. Oh, you have this many followers. Hey, you should try this. Like, for example, I, you guys were talking about golf the other day, um, another episode, like the Masters, how cool you thought the Masters was. And I was just like, not relating at all. Like I could never watch golf, but I think it would be hilarious to try golf and like make content out of that. You know what I mean? So it has brought like really fun opportunities like that. For sure. And yeah, I think your, your following's not going anywhere. So they'll go on whatever journey, you know, you want to take them on. So that's exciting. Yeah. They're so fun. I mean, they like to watch me cook, which is, which is cool. Like, you know, anything. And I just love the comment section of any type of video that I do. Everyone's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you build this following, you, you, you know, it's all based around your training for your first marathon. And then obviously the pandemic hits and your marathon gets canceled. What yeah. goes through your mind? What's kind of the planning going forward? Was there any part of you that's like, oh, great, we don't need to do a marathon anymore? That, the last thing you said, yeah, for a split second, I was like, you know what? Maybe I got out of it. And maybe I could like extend this another year. <laughs> like, because I'm all, I have like ADHD. I'm all about procrastinating, putting things off. 
Um, so yeah, split second. And then I was like, you know what? That's not what this is about. That's not, um, you know, just holding myself to this because I have this following. Like I started it with zero following and, um, I just had to like, remember that day by myself without anyone watching me, without having any followers, making that decision and why I made it. And as soon as I thought of that, I'm like, I'm running it either way. Whatever that will look like, whether I'm by myself, whether I can run with someone else, I don't know what roads I'm gonna run on, but I just knew like I was gonna stick to that date of, I think it was like November 22nd or something, the Philadelphia Marathon was. Yeah. What, uh, so you do that one and it's virtual all by yourself. What made you decide I'm going to do another one? Like you start all your videos, like signed up for a marathon October, a couple of them are like, I don't know why. And I can relate because <laughs> I signed up for a marathon in October and I'm in that like kind of moment where it's like, I have to go out and run now and I don't really know why I'm doing it. So what was like the impetus to, to sign up for October? I think what was crazy, what something no, nobody told me about what, like everyone warned me about blisters, chafing, poop in your pants, peeing <laughs> your pants, like all, all these crazy things. But nobody warned me about um, that you can get really down after a big race. Like I, I, I had no idea that was a thing. And so I, I assumed because th there was so much buildup to this and it was so stressful. I didn't know if I could finish. I was really scared. So I thought, you know, what I imagined myself being done, I was like, I'm going to be on such a high accomplishing this. Like I've been working all year for it. And it was the opposite. I was so down. I mean, like even I usually get like some seasonal depression around that time and I'm used to it. I've always gotten that, but this was different. And I, for some reason, I felt like the only thing that could pull me out of it was <laughs> to sign up for another marathon, <laughs> which, yeah, it seems so counterintuitive because it was so hard. But I know if I did that, I would, I would keep training and get all the benefits that I've gotten from training. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's, that's kind of a metaphor for life where it's like, it truly is about the journey, right? Yeah. And yes, you get the adrenaline, you get this feeling of unbelievable accomplishment. I mean, anybody who's run a marathon knows that just like outpour of emotion you have when you cross the finish line. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, it becomes part of I, your identity. It becomes part of what you do. And it feels like that's almost gone. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like every runner can kind of relate where it's just like, yeah, they, they want to, they want to get that high again, but they want to get that piece of their identity back. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't want to go too far a tangent, but when we did, I don't know how long you've been listening, but we did a mileage challenge last year was how many yeah. miles we could run. I was, for like a week i was so down after that there was like a two-day period where i didn't know what to do with my life because it was like oh. everything led up to that moment and so you just need something new some sort of new running thing so yeah again you, totally different but, running backgrounds but very relatable but you guys you didn't really talk about that though like the down feeling after. yeah i didn't want steven mike to make fun of me when I <laughs> <laughs> well, or i didn't well, want him to have the idea to do it again because i couldn't do it again so. well i Yes and no. In that moment, I don't think we did, but I think we talk about we talk about the feeling of like not being on a team anymore and not competing yeah. as like part of a group. Like that's like a big thing of like what we talk about. And it's actually, I mean, we talk. I mean, it, that is the true reason we started this podcast is we wanted to capture that feeling of being part of a team again. Because back to what you're saying is like that feeling of like going to practice every day, working hard, 
the accomplishments are great, but the thing we miss most is just working towards that goal. Right. The, uh, well, and you know, another reason I signed up for another one is um, it would be the first one where I could run with not like a team, but other people and have that hopefully, oh my God, I'm like <laughs> feeling a little, Knock it's hard to think positively about it at this <laughs> point because I thought by now things would be getting better, but we'll see. I, but it would be the first one with like all the fanfare and the, uh, you know, the crowds and running amongst other people, like of all different paces and stuff. So that was like another draw also to sign up for another one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you are going to love that. It's like, in my opinion, that's why you do a marathon. Like that was the best part of it for me. So I'm sure not having it in your first one. Yeah. is is tough. Um, Yeah. It was depressing. (laughs) So with your, uh, your TikTok content, you have so many like reoccurring segments that you do that are all hilarious. And I do want to get to which one is your favorite to do or whatever. For me, I, I like your, um, your aggressive nature shots. For me, that makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> yeah. but, but before we get to that, I, I got to know what, what's up with the, let's, with the arm thing. How, what, what is this? The, you know, yeah. this is an audio <laughs> podcast. Nobody can see what I'm doing, but you do your little pose there. Yeah, it's like what, this what's, awkward what's going on? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it, but yeah, that came about because I tried when I started this whole social media thing, I would see all these runners or just other content creators post on their Instagrams, their, you know, outfits or, you know, what they're wearing. And they had these cute poses and I, I'm not exaggerating. I tried, I would look at them and I would try to pose like them and it just, it wasn't working. So I'm like, you know what? I, I don't even care anymore. I got so frustrated. I was like, but this is what I'm wearing. And it was like the most awkward thing. And I just didn't care <laughs> anymore. And it, it honestly like was very freeing and it made me laugh to like, like put my arms out, kind of tuck my butt under and just be like, I don't care. Like the ugliest pose you could do, who cares? Like that's what I was going for. And then it was just fun to do it every time. Yeah. And it's, it's cool to have a signature thing too. And, and we, so much of what we do is, you know, running is such a huge part of our life. It always has been, but we do like mocking the culture a little bit and kind of teasing. (laughs) And I think that you do such a good job at that, right. Playing into the, you know, making fun of kind of the, the trendy, silly things that, that we popularize in running. So that's, that's great. I, um, I'm going to have to find my own, uh, my own, running pose I think you have to yeah once once you start to like once you start to post these things you realize how crazy it has to be for them to capture those those moments and and then I've actually reached out to other people on Instagram runners and I'm like hey how do you how do you get that shot and it's not blurry because I'm just like this blur this blob uh, you know and and no one writes back to me no one will share what they do um, until actually Riley Jade Fit, I think she is on, on, um, TikTok. She's a triathlon. She does triathlon. 75 hard girl, right? The what? 75 hard. That was like, yeah, 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 yeah. She actually tagged me in a TikTok post. She's like, Hey, this is what you do with your phone and you push it and you slide it over. So she was the first one to do that. <laughs> Very cool. 
one of my one of my favorite themes that you have in your TikToks. It's a little less common than the the aggressive nature shots, but I think it's hilarious every time you incorporate Dan into your TikToks. (laughs) What does he think about this whole thing? He is so confused, as am I, because I, like I said, I was like posting these videos to maybe just find a relatable friend that I could talk about running with. And when it blew up, we were both sitting in the living room and I'm like, wait a second. Every time I reply to a comment or open the comment section and close it, it still says, you know, on TikTok, it'll say 99 plus. And I'm like, and then I open it again and again, and it kept doing it. And we realized that it was going viral. And we were both like, what the heck? This has to be some kind of like glitch in the system. I didn't know why that was happening. But yeah, to this day, he's just, he, yeah, just confusion. Dan does not think I'm funny. Some, he, he understands maybe why other people think I'm funny, but none of my antics work around Dan. He's, he's very different kind of humor. Um, a man, a few words on my TikTok. And, but yeah, people are pretty mesmerized by Dan. Sometimes I capture him here and there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I want to ask my TikTok video question. So my yeah. favorite part is probably the intros that come in. And I just picture you like sitting around, like scratching your head for 20 minutes, trying to figure out how you like, it probably would take me longer than the run sometimes. So like, do you regret like having like a, a just a ridiculous intro to every video? Because now you have, I guess, the pressure to, to have a great intro. Uh, not really because when I walk out of like this is how it goes there's no 20 minutes happening because when I go like I my my day is like planned to the minute we have three kids like they're all really little everyone has to go everywhere so when I need to go for a run and film it I don't have like the luxury of hmm, what could I wear what could I how could I do my intro it's like boom boom walk out the door what do you see plastic lawnmower let's chuck it in the air and like that's really how it goes um what you see on tiktok is what is what it's actually like (laughs) i was gonna identify the plastic lawnmower that you threw as like that was the one that with the laugh out loud game it was great yeah that was fun but yeah there's just always stuff everywhere so there's tons of props there's lots to uh talk about and complain about so that's usually how it goes (laughs) So another super relatable thing, and I think this is obviously kind of a newer thing in the running community, but running with your phone, right? It's something I do every single day um, because what if I need a call or, you know, I listen to my podcast or music or something like that on my phone. So I run with my phone pretty much every single day. But when when I do, you know, if I get a a text or something, I look at it quick or I'm changing the podcast or song I'm listening to, I feel like I kind of feel like Trent running with my eyes closed like I'm putting myself in danger for that like three seconds I'm like running looking at my my phone but you're doing you know half your run videotaping (laughs) and and looking at things like have you had any close calls where you almost got hit by a car or you you know rolled your ankle or something doing this because you know I think that's super relatable where everyone's running with their phones these days I'm sure Mm -hmm. people have had a lot of close calls (laughs) right right I well, luckily, it, car wise, number one, there's not many cars out here. But if there are, I wear aftershocks, so like I can hear uh, if a car or animal or something's coming. But I have had, <laughs> an I've had embarrassing encounters where I was filming, repeatedly messing up my words because I, I I like slur my words all the time, 
And I, so I, I kept like, I was like, frick, uh, then I'd have to delete it and say the same thing over again. And this went on for like five times in like what I call the tree tunnel. And as I finished the clip and I look over, someone's walking out of the trees. <laughs> so they witnessed me doing that whole thing, cursing at myself, deleting the clip, refilming the exact same thing. So yeah, I've had things like that where if I was just looking up, I would have seen the person there. But I was so into, you know, filming it and <laughs> repeating myself. Um, but yeah, I haven't like had an injury or a, a close call with a car, just embarrassing things like that. Like the other day I was talking about potentially pooping my pants and someone was on the side of the road and I had to be like, oh, hey, that, you know, <laughs> if I would just look, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> I love how you say the thing that I call the tree tunnel. Everybody knows what the tree tunnel is, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, you know, I, I guess I kind of want to ask you this. Well, for anybody that was kind of in your position, you know, whenever you started running, whenever you started to do this marathoning or, or just start running in general, what advice would you give to that person? Oh man. Um, what, it's so cliche to say that it's mental, like, Oh, it's, it's all mental. But the, the things that I learned about myself brain, like thinking wise during training was insane. Um, so yeah, I would just look at it as, you know, you're going to have quote unquote bad runs, but don't let those runs define you because that was a huge mistake that I used to make, um, training for my first marathon, because when you don't, when you're training for your first marathon or race in general, you don't know if you can physically finish it. So any little quote unquote bad run is going to really bring you down. Um, but I, what I always say is like, put in your bad run bag and refer to that bad run bag when you are having another one and just remember like, okay, remember that time when I was really dehydrated, maybe I was hungover and I was going up this hill. I didn't think I could do it, but I did. You know what I mean? You'll have all like, use those bad runs. Don't let them bring you down. Make them useful. I love it. That's great. Well, Thank you so much for coming on. This has been a ton of fun, but you've listened to the podcast. You know, we don't end interviews like that. We end interviews with a quick game. Mike, why don't you kick off down the home stretch? Down the home stretch, rapid fire questions. And this one's pretty obvious. We're just going straight TikTok. Trent's going to hit you with the first question. Let's do it. All righty. Why are you called Mrs. Space Cadet? Okay. Um, my friend's mom called me a space cadet when I was little and it made me really sad. But as I got older, I realized, wow, I am a space cadet. And I just decided to embrace it. Literally. <laughs> what is your favorite TikTok recipe? Oh, the orange chicken. It had like cilantro paste and orange, uh, fresh orange juice and with a side of like uh, avocado, red onion and tomatoes. Sounds delicious. Yeah. All right. How long does it take you to learn a TikTok dance? Oh, way longer than I'd like to admit. Uh, for a simple one, probably an, at least an hour. And then to film it repeatedly, that's why I don't do them. It's way too time consuming. And then I always hurt myself. I always hurt myself. <laughs> so I had to catch up on your content on Instagram because I don't have a TikTok. So should I get a TikTok? 
You have to get a TikTok. I'm disappointed in you guys. You're I'm no. Don't, don't be disappointed. That's just me. You're disappointed at Trent. That's just me. Yeah. Trent, it is lacking. Come okay. on. I'll work on that for you. You, you have enough on on Instagram, but you gotta you gotta get stuff on TikTok. I, you guys would be hilarious on there. I know. We need to do more. We need to do more. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Give us one piece of advice for TikTok to grow our TikTok following. Okay. Um, if you want to get more engagement. Do a video, you know, in your regular style, but that's going to get a lot of comments, either people fighting in the comments, people replying to what you're talking about in the comments, um, and also anything that'll make someone tag a friend in organically. So don't say like, oh, tag a friend, because they'll recognize that and they'll suppress it, unfortunately. But yeah, you guys, you're hilarious. Like you're, I, I just, I love it. And, and I think it's so funny. I don't think your audience will, um, know who i am or or uh i don't know but because it's I a think lot you're of wrong about that by the way okay i don't know we'll see but yeah i think you guys would have a lot of good tiktok content do do some more uh beer miles that's true we need to do <laughs> only do so many gosh. beer miles yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure there'll be more coming uh all right how do you explain to like you know other parents or you know colleagues or whoever who you know don't know anything about tiktok what you do i have not been in that predicament yet and i'm <laughs> terrified <laughs> i it haunts me i'm not even exaggerating i'm so scared because with with covid the even um i don't even see other parents like my my daughter goes back to school two days a week and you can't even get out of your car which i love because i don't need to <laughs> talk to anyone <laughs> But I am scared of those questions, meeting new people like, oh, so what do you do? What do I say? Social media, TikTok? Like, I don't like, know. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just say professional runner. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's, I'll have I mean, to get back to you guys on that one. When it does happen, I'll let you know. <laughs> It'll be right. really awkward. That's all I know. You mentioned that you have this like endless comment. So how many of the comments do you actually read? Every single one. Yeah, I, um, so it might be days later, but when I, uh, I don't read books, unfortunately. I stopped doing that when I got TikTok. So that time at the end of the day when I would be reading, you know, at like before bed, I go through TikTok comments because it's almost, it's addicting because either they're hilarious or they're super relatable or someone was inspired to start running like I can't, I don't want to miss them. I'm, I'm so thankful. I'm not big enough to have like a bunch of trolls yet. So I think if I did have a lot of negative comments, I probably wouldn't read them as much, but yeah, I feel like I do see just about everyone unless what TikTok does now is they push your videos out randomly like a month later. And then I don't know what people are really commenting on. So some of those I probably miss, but yeah, I do try and read everyone. I think that is the perfect place to end it. Thank you so much for coming on. This was genuinely a blast. Uh, yeah, we're big fans of your content. Looking forward oh, to you you guys. seeing your marathon this October. We're going to be cheering you on. And maybe we'll do a beer mile together sometime. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> that would be great. Thanks again.
again to Erin for coming on the podcast. It was a lot of fun chatting with her. I've been trying to get back in the TikTok game because she motivated me. I've been posting some TikToks, some some Mrs. Space Cadet S TikToks. Been working hard, dude. This TikTok game is not easy. Um, doing my best here. Doing my best. I I tried to make one this week too. Maybe maybe it'll see the light of day if I can figure out how to work TikTok, but. Yeah, I mean, it was a grind. I was, you know, it was a couple hour long affair. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to like, I'm having an issue where when I take videos, I can't flip the, the phone back and forth to like my face and then the other, the other camera. I don't know. Someone's gonna have to teach me what's going on there. But that made the TikToks like impossible to make. As, as a guy that was like, this is actually gonna be my down the home stretch. Now I gotta think of a new down the home stretch, but I haven't I haven't downloaded TikTok yet. I haven't made an account yet, but I have been perusing it kind of like what I do with Twitter, you know, going on and just seeing what's out there, seeing some of the peak to early videos. And you guys are not selling it. I mean, it sounds like I gotta take a whole course in how to TikTok. Yeah, pretty much. It 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 takes a while. The only thing you can do is just get on there and mess around and, and figure it out. But um we got uh, an announcement coming at at the end of this week. So this will drop on Wednesday. So on Friday morning, there will be an announcement dropping. So if you're not following us on Instagram, I don't know what the hell you're doing. Follow us on Instagram, Peak Too Early Pod on Instagram. We're going to have an announcement on Friday morning. So stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, no, big announcement coming. It's going to be exciting. Mike, let's, uh, let's kick off the bell lap. All right. Yeah, Trent, you got in my head there a little bit when you called it down the home stretch. This is this is the bell app, not down the home stretch. You're getting our segments See, mixed up here. I'm I'm yeah, razzled because I, I I got my idea taken away. Did yeah, I say you, down the home stretch? No, you said it right, Trent. Earlier when he was talking oh, about his down yeah. the home stretch, he had where does that come from? I don't even know where it came. Anyways, <laughs> uh, it's uh, NFL draft week, so this is the the day once a year, where as a Patriots fan. We spin ourselves up into a whirlwind of hope and think that, you know, we're going to draft the, the heir apparent quarterback and great things are going to happen. And then uh, Bill Belichick is going to trade down to like the fourth day of the draft. I'm probably going to watch the whole first draft day. Patriots aren't going to make any picks. Going to draft a bunch of guys I've never heard of. So, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of gearing up for that. That's all I got. Yeah, no, it's not. It's it's pointless watching the draft as a as a Patriots fan. Trent, what do you got for people on the Bell app? I was gonna talk TikTok, but now I got a, a scramble of something new here. I'm gonna go with running is back. Being in the city, you know, there's a kind of that winter lull where you see some runners out there, but but not really. But the other day, I was down by the Charles, down by the Esplanade, just runners everywhere was near harvard stadium ran into a couple old stonehill cross country teammates that were just out there getting their running i mean everybody's running running's back the trails one for a trail run this weekend uh actually up in your neck of the woods steve i was up in the the tingsboro uh town forest or state forest whatever the hell it is but uh the the trails are dry right all that snow all that that said spring showers have dried up now so i mean it it's running season boys the running running is officially back but I will say this. We had a false one about a month ago. We still haven't had Woodwork Day yet. No. My, my, day, someone yeah. tried to tell me it was Woodwork Day because everybody no. was outside. Not Woodwork Day. People are outside in their jeans and a sweatshirt, you know, enjoying a little sun. It's, it, that, that's not Woodwork Day. Woodwork Day, if you have to question it, it's not Woodwork Day. Woodwork Day is one of those things when you see it, you know it. Oh, you know. So, um, 
For me, uh, shout out to my wife, Erin, who just as of yesterday completed a entire year of a run streak. Very exciting. So 365 yeah. days of a run streak. Very impressive. I have never done that. I will never do that. So congratulations to you. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Mike, I wouldn't run faster. Hit me with the Josie. Whoa. Hold Say on. Time. I had a brain time. fart. Yeah, right, what just right, happened right. there? I, I called it the home stretch. Steve Dude, what is going on? Right now? I don't know what's happening to our podcast. We're falling apart. We're 111 episodes in. Can you believe that? And I'm falling apart. I'm already forgetting the so sign you, off. What me, is going on? Let me, let me break that down real quick. You usually start with. Yeah, I know. I set it off. So you by start yeah. with Mike. And then when you did that, I could see it in your eyes. You're like, you had a brain Panic. malfunction. Like, I don't know where to go from here. I don't know what to say next. So yeah. Well, All right. Let me, let me do that over. I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the Josie. Josie's on a vacation for away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. Girls a little bit older. I just wanna use her love tonight. I don't wanna lose your.